What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone. I want to give just a brief introduction for Paul Semendinger, who's going to be preaching for us in just a minute here. And uh, you may be wondering why the pastor is present, but someone else is preaching. So we do this from time to time. This is part of the Methodist tradition. We want to encourage people to grow in their faith, in their abilities, to give them opportunities to serve. And one way to serve is by inviting folks to come and preach on a Sunday morning. I'm going to share with you from Luke chapter 18, and then we'll hear from Paul in just a moment here as he uh, continues a version of biblical foods of the Bible. So hear this now, Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 30. A certain ruler asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your mother and father. He replied, I have kept all these since my youth. When Jesus heard this, He said to him, there is still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? He replied, what is impossible for mortals is possible for God. Then Peter said, look, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or wife, or brothers, or parents, or children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not get back very much more in this age, and in the age to come, eternal life. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you now to welcome to the pulpit, Paul Semendinger. Thank you. Good morning. It is always a great and significant honor for me to have the opportunity to be the guest minister. There's something that's very special about standing here at the lectern and sharing the word of God and my thoughts and perspectives on God and Jesus and love and so much more. When these opportunities present themselves to me, I'm always humbled. I think about the task and the magnitude of it all. I think about my responsibility to deliver a message that will help explain God's love and his grace and what he asks of us, for us, and for him. And when I preach, I feel like I'm talking to you and him and for him. And the magnitude of all of this always resonates deep in my heart and in my soul. I talk to God often. I I believe we all do. I don't know if he always wants to talk to me. I'm pretty sure he does, but I do know that I need to talk to him. I ask him for a lot, and he delivers. 
and I also thank him for a lot. I try to thank God for more than I ask of him, but I find that I'm asking for so much, and not just for me, but through me. And I think this is how many of us, if not all of us, pray. We give thanks, but as we do, we also ask, please watch over me, or please take care of someone, or please give peace to someone else, or please help the world receive your love. We ask for big things, and we ask for little things, because they all matter. And right now, I am sure many of us are praying for peace in this world in so many ways. And God does hear us. He really does, always and absolutely. I pray, which is really just another way of saying I talk to God many times each day and in many ways. When things seem dire, I pray more. I think we all do. But I also find times to pray at other times, like when I'm running or when I'm pitching in a baseball game. Maybe I especially need God's presence at those times. But all that said, there's something different, significantly different, when I speak to God or speak about God from here. Speaking of God brings me closer to him. I feel he's with me as, as I do this, and I feel his presence as I consider and write the sermons and create the message. I ask him to bless my words and thoughts, and I ask him to help me do a good job. See? I'm always asking. Even when I'm doing, I'm asking. I ask for a lot, always. But one of the special things that comes with the responsibility of preaching is the opportunity to sit and dine with Reverend Neville as we discuss the themes for what the sermon will be and the direction it will follow. I love God, and I love Jesus, and I also love sharing deep discussions prior to preaching with Reverend Neville as we enjoy a few slices of pizza and a Pepsi or a orange soda. One might think that pizza and God and Jesus are things that don't necessarily go together, but they do, and in ways that we might not realize, because, for you see, God is everywhere. And if St. Patrick used a shamrock or a clover to represent the Holy Trinity, today I will try in my own way to show how a pizza can represent God's love and his goodness and his glory forever. So let's begin with the basics. The typical pizza, not the Sicilian kind, is made in the shape of a circle. And a circle goes on forever. It never ends. A circle is eternal, just like God is eternal. We heard that this morning in Psalm 119 which read, Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. And then we come to God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We do this through baptism, and then again through confirmation. And then again, often 
various times as we join and become members of a church or churches throughout our lifetime. When we give ourselves to Christ, we form a bond, a connection. And it's important to remember and celebrate that connection as a sacred and holy vow. A vow that's not unlike a marriage. And what do we use to symbolize a marriage? To celebrate and recognize and symbolize that eternal love with another person? We use a ring, of course. And rings are in the shape of a circle. They're round and endless and eternal, just like God's love, boundless and endless and eternal. And if St. Patrick can show us the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, three parts together in one, in one object, can we not also see the boundless and never-ending love of God in something that's the shape of a circle? something like a pizza. How wonderful it would be if we can see and think about God in many ways throughout the day. How great it is when we are reminded of God often through the day and when we are reminded that he is with us now and always. That perfect roundness of a thing as ordinary as a pizza can remind us always of God's eternal and never-ending love for all of us. Now, a pizza is, of course, primarily made of bread, and this connection is the easy one. If we look to the book of John, chapter 6, we see Jesus talking, and he reminds his disciples not to work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which is given to them from the Son of Man. And it's in this passage when Jesus declares that he is the bread of life and that whoever comes to him will never grow hungry. Jesus, the bread of life, is the manna that will always fill us, that will always complete us. And if we allow Jesus into our lives, he can fill all of our needs. With Jesus as part of our life, we will never be hungry for love or peace or security. Jesus brings comfort. And we look to certain foods like pizza for comfort. We, we call them comfort foods. Jesus fills our needs in many ways, but in order for him to do this, we must seek him out and allow him to enter our lives. We need to invite Jesus into our daily travels. We need to ask him to help us in our daily struggles, and we need to have him with us at our side when we have the successes we enjoy each day, whatever they are. Now, for some people, a pizza just isn't complete with, without some toppings and lots of them. Pepperoni or sausage, anchovies, peppers. I heard it this morning of broccoli and onions and what were those funny yellow peppers? Banana peppers? Pineapple and bacon. These are just some of the things. And did I say anchovies for my friend down in 
the Carolinas. These are just some of the good things that add goodness to a pizza, a completeness to a meal. And if the love of God and Jesus can be reflected in a pizza, we must also look to those extra things that we add on. God isn't just eternal. Jesus just isn't the bread of life. They are more. And just as there's no one way to order a pizza, there is no one right way to follow God and honor him and honor Jesus and worship. As we ask more of them, they will ask more of us. We need to find ways to add toppings to our lives, to make our lives richer and more plentiful in the way we worship and in the ways that we serve God and Jesus and honor their love. And just as the pizza maker gives all of his skills to making the perfect creation, one that brings joy, hopefully, and sustenance, so too does God wish for each of us to be our best creation, our best image of him and followers of Jesus here on earth. We don't just serve the Lord in one way. We serve him in many ways, diverse ways, ways that give glory to him and his word and to bring glory also to the world. When we take the time and the effort to make ourselves God's best creations, he delights in our efforts. But he knows that sometimes we stumble and, and sometimes we fall. Just as the pizza burns and the dough fails to rise or the cheese spoils, we all make mistakes. We sin, we ask, and we need forgiveness. But as we try again to be our best, God knows that we are works in progress. And as we are works in progress, we bask in the warmness like an oven that God gives to us. God's love and Jesus' blessing can be found in a pizza. A pizza can be a metaphor for everything that represents all of God's love. We know this because when we seek, we find when we look for God in the ordinary, we find him because God is everywhere. God is with us as we hear this message. He's with me as I share these words. Words he helped me write. To me, a pizza just might be the perfect food. I believe it is absolutely the most delicious. And if God's love and Jesus' strength and goodness can be found in pizza, then it can be found everywhere. And it is, of course. God's love is in the smiles that we see. It's in the hugs that we share. It's in the time that we give to others. God's love is in our parents and our siblings and our wives and our husbands, our children, our families. God is with our friends and our neighbors and our community. God is with those we don't know. Because God's love is everywhere. We see God's majesty in the mountains and in the blue skies. And we see his order in plants and in beautiful flowers. And we see the purity of Jesus' love in the beautiful white fallen snow and, and in the rain. 
and everywhere because God is everywhere. We just have to open our eyes to see. We can see God everywhere, even in a pizza, especially in a pizza. We just have to remember to keep looking and to let God in. Open your hearts to the Lord. He will fill you with his sustenance, which is all we all ever need. Amen. For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.